Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of TP with TP. That's the podcast with Tom Polos. We've got an amazing program for you guys today from ABC Family's hit show Pretty Little Liars, Troy and Belisario, a dynamite singer, Natalie and Julie, and a guy from my apartment complex claims he's going to drop by. I believe it when I see it. Both of you guys will hear it. You're listening to the podcast with Tom Polos, a.k.a. TP with TP. All right, welcome back to TP with TP. I'm here with Troyan Belisario. Troyan, am I pronouncing that right? Troyan? Yes, you are pronounced. If you weren't pronouncing it right after all of our years together, I would be really upset. Hey now, now, what's the weirdest um, way someone's pronounced your name? Because, I mean, you have to buy a lot of vowels with your name. How would someone... Yeah, I mean, people just don't even read my name when they get it on a sheet. They, like, just assume it's, like, Trillion or Trajan or Train. I've had Train before. Or Tron. 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 That would be actually cool. Troyan Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Again, for our listeners, Troyan Belisario, you've uh, seen her on the show Pretty Little Liars, based on the book by Sarah Shepard. Yeah. Um, You've seen her on some shows as NCIS, and JAG, and Quantum Leap, and uh, all the way back uh, to movies like Billboard Dad, with the Olsen twins, and um, Consent, and a whole bunch of other movies and projects, and... uh, She's been a uh, Teen Choice Award presenter and nominee. Yeah, and we won the first year. And a winner. So mm-hmm. how about that? Sorry, my, my research interns, they... No, don't worry about it. Um, it's It was weird because we were in the summer category. We didn't get to win on the show, but I have an enormous surfboard that has my name on it. A Teen Choice surfboard. That's probably the coolest thing ever. Now, I mean, the biggest... <laughs> accomplishment of your life is being on TP with TP. Obviously. obviously. Right. Um, but with the Teen Choice Award thing, was that just, were kids just, that's not like the, where you get slimed, is it? No, no, that's the Kids Choice Awards. Oh, uh, so these are these are older people respecting you. Yeah, definitely. Like the at next least, step is the Pulitzer. At least tweens yeah. or something. Um, it was really terrifying because it was like right when our show started and I had never done, I think it was one of my first red carpets. And um, it was at the Gibson Amphitheater, and I remember we were going to go in and we were going to introduce Jason Derulo, <laughs> and I didn't know how to pronounce his name, and so I'm like, I'm waiting outside of this place, and uh, the Kardashians were mad because we were sharing a tent with them, and they didn't know who we were, so they were like, oh my god, who are those schlubs? And we were apparently kicked out of their tent, and then we go in, and you just... You're outside of these doors, and I felt like a gladiator. I was wearing this, like, shiny, sparkly gladiator dress, and inside you just hear, like, and it's really terrifying. That was a really good, like, entrant to the Coliseum. <laughs> I mean, you, Troyan, I mean, you see, Troy. It, uh, it was exactly like that, and, like, inside you just hear people stomping and screaming, and you have no idea, like, what way you're going to enter, like, if you're in the front, if you're in the back, and then all of a sudden Jason Derulo comes up, <laughs> In a totally like LED light costume because he's about to perform, and I I wanted to be good, so I went up to him and I was like, "Is it Derulo or Derillo? I'm really sorry, I don't know." And he was like, "Uh, it's Derulo." And I was like, "I didn't ask you to pronounce my name, okay?" <laughs> now did did he sing it? Like, because I'm pretty sure that's all he you know. It, I always thought he says. just you know he's a talented guy. I just assumed he spoke in song. Yeah. 
So right. I, I was waiting for that, but it didn't really happen. Yeah, but I felt like I was being fed to the lions. The well, speaking time. of the lions, that must happen to you all the time. How do you sort of deal with this newfound fame? Are all these kids being really sort of probably obsessed with you when they see you? Do you get any crazy fans, any good stories? Yeah, um, the, the weirdest, I think it was like the first time I was recognized is I was actually in really far north Canada. I was like in a lake town, and I was in a bulk bin, I was like getting almonds to do some like gluten-free baking or something and all of a sudden does um, that make you a celiac <laughs> no that, i don't it? have celiac disease i just like gluten-free baking oh right. um it's one of those rare things sure i'm, <laughs> I'm rooting for gluten but i understand <laughs> um i don't mind gluten but uh i was like bending over the almonds and all of a sudden my boyfriend was like turn around <laughs> and i turned around and there was like a girl who was like uh, <laughs> like like falling apart and I was like oh my god something about me is making this girl shake apart she and wanted the almonds yeah I was <laughs> like, like I should let you have the gluten and the almonds yeah. if that's what you need and um, she was the first girl to recognize me not even in America in like the hobunks of this not even st- your mom no it wasn't my mom uh, but yeah so, some people they have that reaction they kind of like shake when they see you and it's the weirdest thing in the world because even when people ask me for my autograph, I'm like, I'm, you don't want my autograph. You don't. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, usually people run when they see me too. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when they come at you, you're kind of, this makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going for the hug and you hope for the best, I guess. Yeah. Do you ever get people that are like, I don't like Haters. you in the show? Yeah. Do you ever get people that don't like you in the show or, or just like, you know, say mean things, because the online world can be a very unfriendly place. It is, and I actually had to remove myself. I mean, it's a good thing just to remove yourself anyways, but when we were first shooting the pilot, my character in the books is blonde mm-hmm. with green eyes, and, um, and and in fact, a number of the characters look different in the books. And so when the cast came out, the fans were, like, livid. They were so... I mean, a number of them were really pissed. It's like... Hermione, you know, was cast with, like, bleach blonde hair or something. Yeah, it was just yeah. like, no, this is so wrong. How could they do that? And so I had a lot of, like, hate thrown at me on the internet about that. Um, but then immediately, once the show premiered, everybody was like, we love you as Spencer. You're, like, better than we like could ever imagine as Spencer. We now have to see. And so it's a really cool thing. And um, they've been nothing but supportive, you know? That's great. And, and the, the coolest thing, actually, that I ever get from the internet is that people think that I am, like, the super villain of the show. That eventually it's going to come out that I am the murderer and that I am A. So that's, like, the coolest Ooh, thing. That's fun, juicy gossip. Yeah. yeah. The show has, uh, or Spencer, you play field hockey, yeah. you play tennis. So how, how much of that was sort of a, a chore to, to learn, or have you actually done that before? Um, field hockey I never had because I'm from the West Coast. We don't really have field hockey. So I watched a lot of videos and I had a coach. <laughs> field hockey videos? Field hockey videos, which are actually the funniest thing in the world because they're like these 15-year-old girls who are like diehard field hockey. And they're like in their living room on carpet with like really short shorts. And they're yeah. like, let me show you how to take the ball down the field. But they're like on carpet and they're just kind of like miming it. Weird. What about the tennis? I played tennis. Fortunately, I happen to have a great history in starting and dropping off uh, sports at random. I feel like I've tried my hand at every sport and got kind of good at it and then was like, eh, 
not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's good. I mean, you. I mean, there's a lot. Everything I was sort of looking up about the tennis stuff had Sweden tennis clinics and stuff like that. Oh yeah, how they got rid of that one boyfriend. That's the funniest thing about the show is that like when certain people have to leave, they just like it was come up with some random thing that like they're like you're going to Sweden for tennis school. Yeah, with, with the with the chef from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be a way to get anyone off the show. Oh yeah, he has to go hang out with the Swedish chef yeah. from the Muppets. Um, now, we were talking a little about this before we came on. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about also just now like going online, finding haters, finding reviews, finding possible storylines. Yeah. But a simple Google search of Troy and Belisario yields quite a bit in, in uh -oh. uh, the, the fake websites like we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Twitter pages that aren't yours. What do you think when you see that? Do you even have your own website, or are all of them just fake? Um, I mean, there's a there's a really cool fan site that I, I met the person who actually runs it, uh, Troyandelisario.net. She's a really sweet girl. She's in northern Canada? She's not in northern Canada. Wasn't she that like chick? almonds? Yeah, she loves almonds, though. Yeah, um, it's a joy. But, <laughs> she, um, but yeah, the, the, the weirdest thing is, like, the Facebook and the, the Twitter accounts when people pretend. Like, there's a Twitter account for my dog. I don't have a dog, um, but and I had to warn my mom actually because I found out my mom was having extensive Facebook conversations with somebody that wasn't me, oh, no. thinking it was me, and I got really pissed at her. Do you know how violating that feels when your own mother doesn't recognize like conversations she's having with you? Right. Like so, I got mad at my mom instead of at this person, and then it was really funny recently because my mom, I I had to do this like tax stuff, and it was really unpleasant. Taxes always are. It was, but this one was like, if you die, where will your pension go? Please write out the following people that you care about to leave your money to. So I was like pissed off and I was like, mom, just like send me your social security and send me my little brother's social security, you know, so I can fill this out. And she immediately is like, what? Why? Like, we're, we're just texting. <sighs> and yeah, and I was like, for like death taxes, I don't know. And she goes, she goes, you need to call me immediately. And you should know my mom's a very dramatic person. So I, yeah. I'm like, fine, whatever. It's like the end of a 14-hour work day. I'm like so tired. So I call my mom and immediately she's like, who is this? And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, what? Mom, it's me. What are you talking about? She's like, who are you? Why do you want to know these things? And I was like, mom, I, I explained the situation to her. She's like, how was I supposed to know it was you? I was like, look at your phone. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, does it say Troyan calling? She was like, yeah. And I was like, well, then it's probably me, Mom. She's like, you said to be extra careful. I was like, on the internet, Mom. You know yeah. my phone number. You you helped me pick it out when I was in seventh grade. Like, it hasn't changed. You should know me. And she was like, I'm just trying to be careful. And so, well, well, that's very sweet of her. It was sweet and terrifying when your mother yells at you. Yeah, yeah. My mom yells at me all the time, so that's that's fine. But did uh, she ever yell, who are you? Yes, she, she, when she's really disappointed in me, it's like a, who are you? You're not my son. Um, and she talks like that. Yeah, she's, she's a super Batman. villain. Yeah. Um, now, we're going to play a little game. Oh. Our, our guests are, are really going to enjoy this, so hang on. We'll be right back. Okay. So here we are. We're back with TP with TP with Troy and Belisario. Teenage Choice Award winner. 
surfboards for everyone. For everyone. Wait, can I also, can we say it's TP with TP and TB today? Yes, it is TP with TP yes. with TB. I have tuberculosis Tuberculosis. Now. <laughs> woo, woo. Um, we don't actually approve of tuberculosis. We hope that it clears up if you have a case. Yes, um, we are willing to donate all the almonds <laughs> in the world to, to the, the tuberculosis. cause. Good luck. Um, speaking of the cause, okay. because we're having so much fun, I'd like to propose a little game. There's a few shows that sort of cross paths, and the show you're on, and you do an amazing job as Spencer Hastings as, yes. is Pretty Little Liars, a show about four girls, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. And there's another show about four girls that came on a decade or so before you, two decades. It's called The Golden Girls, and mm-hmm. we're going to do a little game. Guests, listen up. These are two programs about four friends... And right now, I'm going to say a quote from a show. And Troyan's going to tell me whether or not it's from Pretty Little Liars or from Golden Girls. Oh, man. Uh, are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Are you nervous? I'm so nervous, actually. Okay. I really don't think it's going to be that hard. Okay. But, okay. Here's your first quote. First quote. From Pretty Little Liars or Golden Girls. Okay. No girlfriends allowed in the bedroom. Just girl friends. That I actually remember. That was a very recent episode of my show, Pretty Little Liars. Hey, ding, yes! ding, 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 one for one. All okay. right. I treat my body like a temple, open to everyone, day or night. Whoa, I wish that was my show, but I'm going to go with Golden Girls. Two for two. Yes! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, okay. Oh God, now I'm lying to a priest. Oh, God. Now I'm lying to a priest. Golden Girls? Three for three. Yes! Look at you, cruising. All right, all right. You've barely eaten since we've left the hospital, and licking the salt off pretzels (laughs) does not count as lunch. One of my favorite lines from Hannah Marin in Pretty Little Liars. Oh, my. this. See, but can't you picture... Blanche or Dorothy oh, saying, yeah. you've you barely, barely eaten <laughs> since we left the hospital. <laughs> Alright, next one. Why do blessings wear disguises? If I were a blessing, I'd run around naked. Wow, Golden Girls has some great quotes. Damn it, yes it does. Um, I thought talking to empty chairs is the kind of thing people come here to stop doing. Hannah Marin. Oh my gosh, I can't fool you, but I like thinking that the Golden Girls said these, these are things. really great quotes for the Golden Girls right? to have said. Okay, somebody up there has a divine sense of irony. Oh, that's no, no, that's my show. That's Pretty Little Liars. That's right. That's Ren from Pretty Little Ren, Liars. That's well why. done. Not Stimpy, but Ren. <laughs> um, all right, now it's gonna get tough. Oh crap. Ribs, great. Why don't you just kick the dentures out of my mouth? <laughs> Is that... I'm pretty sure... Yeah, no, I can't even fake it. The <laughs> Damn it. Dentures gave it away. Okay. If I see another bowl of green jello, I'm going to puke on your shoes. Classic. You picked all the Hannah quotes. Well, I'm sorry. I she's the best lines. Maybe. Maybe you should complain about it some I more. I should. Uh, um, Write me better lines. Okay, well, picture the really old lady from Golden Girls saying, Okay. If I see another bowl of jello, I'm going to puke <laughs> on your shoes. And what's your response to that? I believe you have the next line. 
I believe, oh, well, the original line, I don't remember the original line, but because uh, I was improving that line. And I think the next line was, um, was like, please, I think I put my hand over her mouth. I don't know what they eventually went with because I did it like three times. I was like, yeah, please. yeah, you put your hand over her and you say something like, then I guess I'm going to walk behind you or something. Like yeah. That. I don't know. So that was the original line. I think we did a couple where I was like, where I was like, please don't. And then I just kind of shoved my hand in her mouth and then it was awkward. The green jello is kind of gross as it is. Yeah. Like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like a red jello. You know? Yeah. I tried one take, I think, where I said, please don't puke on yourself. You look like a baby prostitute. <laughs> and they really didn't go jello. with that. Jello. Jello. Yeah. <laughs> they did not go with that. All right. Here's, here's a tough one. Ooh. We're still playing, is this quote from Pretty Little Liars or Golden Girls? Okay. Get back here, you deceitful little Sicilian gecko. What episode of Golden Girls <laughs> was that? I don't know, I don't know. This is amazing. It's really good. It's really hilarious. Okay. All right, here's a tough one. Tough. I'm now officially done eating. Forever. You could give me my own line. Why not? Because <laughs> I'm gonna know it. Blanche also said it. No, <laughs> I know, right? That'd be really funny. Blanche and I are actually the same character. I'm now officially done eating forever. <laughs> forever. What a hilarious line! All right, now you'll excuse me. I'll be in the living room being feeble if I can find the living room. <laughs> what? Well, I just I wish we said these things I, on our show. I'm telling you. I don't know who has the better quotes. Uh, it's a toss-up, which is why we're playing the game. Yeah. Um, but that's really good. All right, and here's the last one. Okay. This one crosses both lines of... You just really have a secret agenda to get tweens to get back into Golden Girls. Maybe. You? Maybe. Yeah, if tweens watch my show, I can get a surfboard, too. Hells yeah. Um, I kind of look like a surfboard, though. Um, so, all right, here's the last one of... Is it a quote from Pretty Little Liars or Golden Girls? Hannah, it's a funeral, not a Nicki Minaj concert. Wow. Yeah, that's that. Amazing. I well, you got all of them. Ooh, I got that was all loud. of them. You got all of them right. You were nervous. You were scared. I know. But you shouldn't have been. You did great. I know. I'm so glad I wasn't scared. All right. So, Troyan, um, you've obviously accomplished so much already. What's on the horizon for you? Um, well, I'm finishing up season two. We're doing 25 episodes this year. So, yeah, we've been shooting Big since time. April. We'll go through to December. Um, but I also write for myself, and I wrote a short film um, that right now is entitled Exiles. And cool. I'm going to be shooting Sounds it. Sounds like me in high school. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of similar to that. Um, and I'm going to be shooting it in uh in november like over thanksgiving because i i don't have many breaks but i do have a break around thanksgiving so i'm actually using that break to shoot my own short film and you know who will be in it me no i'm kidding yeah <laughs> i wanted to talk to you this is actually a surprise that's meeting. right Woo! no um, uh tommy bertelson will be directing it and hey. shane's wiener will be my co-star sorry shane coffee he's shane coffee because he's so dark and he's broody. So <laughs> dark That's great. Roast. Congratulations. Thank um, you. And so it's a what how, length? Um, right now it's. I mean, we're hoping to have it come in in about eight, twelve minutes. I don't know. It's it's partially atmospheric. It's kind of like. You know, so but I don't want it to be too long. I want it to be a genuine short. Yeah. Well, that's great. Congratulations. That's going to be really you. fun and something you can really take ownership of and be proud of and present it to the world and say this is this is what I'm about. Yeah, I'm super excited to do that. 
Well, that's really great, and um, congratulations. And again, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, the program, our first official guest. Yes. And so that can go on your resume. That will go. That's going to go on my IMDb under, like, awards. There it is, under yes. trivia. Under um, trivia. <laughs> but, yeah, there's nothing trivial about this, and uh, we wish you the best of luck, and hopefully you come back soon. I definitely will. I feel like I should, like, shake your hand or something. It's very professional. We're doing a verbal shake right now. It's, it's very professional. <laughs> um, all right, we'll be right back with TV with TP. Thank you, Troyan. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so you're here with TP with TP. Uh, we're here with Natalie. Am I pronouncing that right? Natalie? Natalie. Natalie. Now, Natalie, how, do, um, how would you pronounce your last name? My last name would be pronounced Anjuli. Almost like there are two of us, like Natalie and Julie, <laughs> but there's only one at the now, end of the day. Natalie and Julie, it's great to have you both on the program. Yeah, thank, um, you. thank you too, Tom. Of course, to TP with TP. Uh, <laughs> Natalie, Natalie, um, we're very excited to have you on the show. And the first thing we're going to do is get your music out there, really promote you. And so we're going to play a clip, if that's okay with you. That is cool with me. Cool. I'm cool with that. Here we go. This is Natalie and Julie. Well, that was amazing. Thank you, Tom. And uh, you. We'll, we'll be sure to get to the rest of it at the end of the interview. Oh, we don't have to. No, no. but really we will. Okay. Okay. Um, so people couldn't really tell what your sound is from that in all seriousness, but what has your music been compared to, or you as an artist, do people compare you to anyone that bothers you? Um, well, I, I do get to get compared to some people, but I don't, I never get compared to one person or one group, like, all the time, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about that because, um, that's good. That means that it's not too much like anything else. But at the same time, I actually do like when people say that I sound like something a little bit because then that means that I'm doing something right. Uh, so I, I recently at my last show, somebody came up and said that my band kind of sounded like Rilo Kylie, which I um, I'm kind of going for that lately. So, I mean, you know, not exactly that, but I definitely... Have some of that so if someone went up to you and you're like, you really have a nice Louis Armstrong quality to you. Like <laughs> no one ever says yeah, that. Because no people used to say I sing like William Hung. So oh. it's a, no, but no, but that's okay. That's, he he sold a lot of records, so that's yeah. good. I, I mean, mean, if you're a sellout like me, that's good. Yeah, I mean, it only bothers me when people are like, "Whoa, you sound exactly like the Beatles." I'm like, "Who are they?" You know? Yeah, exactly. Who wants to be compared to that? I don't know. Not right me. there, there's only there's only one left, right? Two. <laughs> Two. Ringo didn't count, right? One and a half. Right, right, right. One is the loneliest number. One Thank you. Ringo's going to be lonely, I think, <laughs> at the end. Now, I know a lot of artists get a little weary or a little nervous when they start listening to their own stuff. Do you have trouble listening to your own music? Or how do you listen to your music with a critical ear? Uh, totally. I, um, I kind of joke around that I don't really... I wouldn't listen to my own music. <laughs> right. It's not that I, I'm not... You know, it definitely is like I'm proud of it and I'm proud that I do it and I, or just happy that I do it and I think it serves its purpose for a time but after a while I get pretty sick of it. Um, when I was making my record I listened to it so many hundreds of times, thousands of times so I really I'm totally over it but um, I, I'm excited about I'm excited about the new stuff that I'm writing so 
Yeah, but I definitely think that it's important to have a critical ear, which I always do, and that's the main reason that I'd be listening to my music. <laughs> and, and when you're doing, like, a live show, like, there's mm-hmm. stories of Billy Joel when he's playing Piano Man for the millionth time, and he's just completely checked out. So, mm-hmm. Did you ever have that experience? Do you ever feel like, not to get people not to go to your shows, yeah. but is, is there ever a time where you're playing a song that you're just... You, you know you obsessed with so much that you're completely over or or do you still find that story within you every time you sing it uh g- good question tom good question tp uh no honestly speaking uh you know some of the songs on my like my first record here that you have ah, standing up look at right, that. right on your little desk here um don't give it away <laughs> this program is recorded in my room thank you oh. <laughs> saying that i just oh. said your desk thanks thank- in, in your corporate office I bl- thank you thank you i blame ringo no but I, some of the songs I, I wrote as early as 15 when i started writing songs so you know obviously the things that were bothering me then aren't bothering me now but it is definitely, my locker won't open my locker won't open <laughs> no but it's it's always like it's one of the exciting things about performing is finding uh, a way to keep your songs relevant and keep them new and exciting for you well speaking of new and exciting like as a musician how do you deal with the fact that cds or albums are kind of (laughs) archaic almost like you a lot of stuff is all digital it's all what people are buying on itunes tp with tp the podcast on itunes (laughs) and how do you sort of reconcile or deal with that do you focus more on singles do you still try to complete an album knowing that an album has an arc to it or do you sort of go at it knowing that you might need to be selling single songs um very observant of you tom i um, personally really love the feeling of having a cd or record in my hand and seeing the artwork and like the smell of new cd and opening it up and, and it's very exciting to me and i think that's all part of the experience cds are really hard to open have you ever noticed they that? are really, really hard. hard yeah i think that's probably why you know people switch to mp3s they didn't <laughs> they didn't want to take that sticker off and then like I would always it, it scratch still, it. I would it's still always scratch on the CD. the CD like even after you've taken it off. They it's made rude. it impossible. Yeah. It's rude. Your CD is easy to open and easy to listen to. Oh, thank you. At the same time, I understand that, you know, technology is changing and people are definitely relying more on MP3s and services like Spotify. So I'm down with that and I'm down with um, music being shared on, on like a greater scale. And something that I learned when I was recording my first CD or distributing it is that people really don't buy as many CDs as they used to. So I definitely will keep that in mind for um, my next recording, which is just going to be a four-song EP. And um, as an independent artist, that costs less, and um, it's more uh, timely. Like, I'm going to finish it sooner, and it's going to reflect what I'm doing right now, whereas my CD that I put out last year, I feel, is already outdated, and it was eight songs, and it took two years and um, I really want to have something that I feel represents, you know, right here and right now. And I think that's one of the advantages of the whole, um, you know, four-song thing. But at the same time, I really love the feeling of listening to a whole album. And I, like you mentioned, the arc, um, that's something that I look for in a CD. Yeah, no, I really like what you're saying with the four songs. 
being what you're sort of into right now. I didn't really think yeah. about it that way. Will you explain to our listeners what an EP is? Ah. Since we're on TP with TP, you're going to hear about with an EP? TP with TP about the EP. Yeah. Um, well, an EP would be, um, usually it's a, it's, these are terms that go back to record players. An EP is something that's like a shorter record, so it would be like four songs is pretty standard. And then an LP would be uh, like 10 songs or you know, 12 songs. So an EP is really just a shorter release. Hmm. Um, shorter release. Okay, yeah. Trent. Um, <laughs> what was the first CD you bought? Because uh, the first oh, CD yeah. I bought was the Baja Men. Well, I think... <laughs> and it was at a store called Sam Goody, and to get back to CDs now just becoming drink coasters, uh, uh, Sam Goody does not really exist anymore, so... You know, Sam Goody was also the place that I bought my first CD. Yeah, New York. Well, yeah. little do you all know, Natalie and Julie is from the Empire State. That's so. right, Empire State of Mind. There it is. My first CD from Sam Goody was... <laughs> You're gonna die. I don't even want to say this, I'm embarrassed. Don't be. Uh, no shame. Uh, it was the Good Burger soundtrack, and I <laughs> bought it because I love the song by um, Less Than Jake. You know, I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude. That was by Less Than Jake. Well, dude, hey, yeah. Yep. Wow. And that so, was my first CD purchase. That's unbelievable. Now, I'm willing to say that Go Good Burger influenced. I mean, <laughs> this new this new album. I mean. Whether it influenced it sometimes, always, or never. Ah. I mean, which happens to be the title of this album, Natalie and Julie. Sometimes, for the plug. always, never, always. <laughs> thanks for the plug. Always or 4,000 plugs. Never worry about it. Okay. How do your last question before we play your song? Oh, gosh. I always like to ask my friends in entertainment this. Mm -hmm. What do your folks feel about you being a musician? They are totally cool with it as long as I don't marry a musician. <laughs> <laughs> the most honest thing ever yeah. said on the show. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'm really lucky. My parents, hi, mom and dad. Hello. <laughs> They're uh, incredibly supportive, and uh, this is something um, that I've wanted to do forever. So, fortunately for them, this isn't like a huge shock. Like, I got to college and, like, hey, mom and dad, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a rock star. Or Never like, shower again. <laughs> Never shower again. No, but <laughs> do musicians shower, or is that a Mus musicians um, shower? I mean, not like celloists. They they shower, but like, do musicians shower? You know, I'm gonna say I shower. Good. Once every three years. Yes. No. <laughs> you go to a baby shower. That I, doesn't count. I go count. to baby showers. I. Um, Sun showers, you know, when it rains. And Always. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Um, well, again, thank you very much for, for coming on, and we're going to play your song. Uh, thank and you then, for um, having me. We're going we're gonna to say goodbye. So thank you very much. Thanks, Tom. Ta Thanks, TP with TP. <laughs> you heard it here first. This is Natalie and Julie.
How dynamite was that? That was Natalie and Julie singing Hey Little Bluebird from her album Sometimes Always Never, available now on iTunes. She's on tour. Go check her out. I'm overwhelmed by how great that song was, so I need a break before we wrap this show up and head on to New Year's. All right, welcome back to TP with TP. Um, it appears we are done for the day, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at our next... <clears throat> Hello? Um, hey, guy who lives in my apartment complex, how you doing? I'm, I, you know... Fancy uh, meeting you here. I guess, welcome to TP with TP. How has your week been? What have you been up to? Uh, well, actually, I just, um, I just got back from, uh, from Korea. Korea? South? North? East? Uh, West? South, south, actually, a uh, pretty far south little island called Jeju. Oh, uh, bless Jeju you. C oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, I was, uh, I was teaching there, uh, as you know, there are a lot of Americans asked to teach English in Korea, and I was, uh, I was teaching there for about six weeks, and, uh, I was originally brought over, I, I'm an actor here in Los Angeles for hire, and for all your casting needs, and I was originally brought over as an actor, and I was told that I'd be teaching English via theater, and I was like, oh, this is great, I'm actually qualified for something, um, <laughs> And then it turned out that I was actually brought over to act in a production of Mamma Mia. By the Swedish group ABBA. Yes. ABBA backwards being... ABBA. ABBA, yeah. Uh, ABBA also not knowing how to speak any English, but being asked to sing English songs. And now I'm taking those same songs and making people who can't speak English sing them. Um, a bit of an odyssey, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> and... Uh, so these, uh, my kids were all, all under the age of, like, 13. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them, their English is pretty good, but really, Mamma Mia deals with some pretty complex issues. Right, there's a huge wedding at the end with three different uh, potential husbands, if I remember, or fathers, three potential fathers. Yes, yes, and uh, our, our production of Mamma Mia uh, was not allowed to mention or make any reference to sex. Ah, is this a, a South Korean thing, or just was this an artistic choice by the director? <laughs> well, I, I was the director. Ah. Um, the, these orders came from on high, uh, from my boss, who also couldn't speak English, teaching at the English school. Um, and so then I was asked to also play the three male characters, all three potential fathers, I could see how that could get confusing. Simultaneously. Oh, yeah. mm. uh, luckily, there was no one to confuse because there was no one in the empty 500-seat amphitheater that we performed in. Uh, so it was mostly just a little shadow play of nonsense to ourselves. Uh, during Dancing Queen, which we played twice because the cast wanted to sing it twice in a row, uh, Catherine, whose real name is Zhu Yang Li, um, puked. Because she was so enthused by the chorus that she needed to belt it out as hard and as loud as she could. And so 
after I would say probably the third reprise of Dancing Queen, which were the only words of the song that she knew. She walked off stage left, puked, got back on stage, got back in formation, and back to the song. Digging the Dancing Queen. <laughs> um, well, that's fantastic. Did any um, anything else fun from your tales abroad? Uh, well, we're happy to have you back here in the States, here in the apartment complex. We missed you. Uh, yeah, um... No, not really. Not not anything that I really want to go into. Oh sure, no, I understand. Uh, Lots of parts of Asia I don't want to go into. I'm I'm 48 hours removed from waking up in a stairwell in Tokyo that I don't know how I got there. Um, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> this is TP with TP with the guy who lives in my apartment complex. What I like most about Guy Who Lives in My Apartment is his ability to um, be a wordsmith and come up with some wonderfully intricate puns. And every so often I just uh, see him in the parking lot and I say, Hey, Guy, um, got any zingers today? And uh, do you have any zingers today? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Dr. O'Neill, world-renowned ornithologist and keeper of the world's largest collection of falcons, had a, uh, a major announcement today at a press conference in Miami. He announced that he is taking his talons to South Beach. I don't even know what to say. So, um, Guy Hill is in my apartment complex. You're an actor. Yes, yes, um, I am. Any any gigs coming up? Any or have you been on any cool auditions of late? Well, well, a bit of a of a dry spell going on. Um, something of a uh, twenty three year dearth of real paying acting gigs, uh, currently. And I I I had a an, an audition last week. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Um, for Disney Cruise Lines, uh. For any of you guys who know Disney Cruise Lines, this being radio, you can't see who I am. Um, I'm I'm five I'm five ten, and currently I'm like a uh, a decent fighting weight. But in my day, I've been um, you know not quite so much fighting weight before. So. Haven't we all? <laughs> I blow in the wind. That's fine. So uh, my my coordination is still that of somebody. 30 to 40 pounds overweight. Uh, it's sort of like I used to have on a fat suit, and I've never really moved without it. Anyway, so I I was at this, this audition, and it listed itself as an audition for actors. Like, they were looking for people with, like, you know, new skill sets. And I know how to juggle, I know how to spin plates, I know how to low-wire walk, you know, so this seemed appropriate for me. But it turns out what they were really looking for was dancers. So I got to this audition... And it was in a dance studio, but I, I was even, even at that point, I was like, oh, this is fine. I've got this. I, I can make this, this work. Yeah. Um, and then everybody's in like dance gear. I was like, okay, well, that'd be kind of like a handicap, you know, if, if the auditioners see them in dance gear and I'm wearing like a khakis and a button down shirt and I'm able to dance with them. Boom. Okay. But that, I mean, that, that's thing our part listeners don't realize. When you go into a scenario with people who are really good at dancing and you're just trying to keep up, that's a terrifying thing. It, yeah, yeah. Um, dancers are actually trained and have an actual skill set that they yes. 
develops. And they're sharks. They're just really good at what they do, and they sense when they're people who don't. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny that you say that. I One other person who was dressed in kind of like street clothes came over towards me, and he was like, hey, or, uh, I know he was kind of like, he noticed I wasn't a dancer. Um, and so we're dancing. What gave it away? <laughs> and we had uh, basically four rounds like four times through to learn a 16-bar song or routine to Just Dance by Lady Gaga. Ah. Uh, for those of you who know the song, it's, uh, it's good. Um, <laughs> and so I'm struggling mightily. Like there was, there was two steps to the right and a turn, and especially during this turn, I couldn't see what the instructor was doing. So I got very far behind. It was getting very clear this was going to be very embarrassing. The guy in the street clothes takes off his street clothes and reveals extreme dancing gear and starts going and doing all these turns, and I realize I've lost my only friend. Um, I'm sorry. At this point, I'm thinking, I can get out of here, you know? Like, there's no sense in me even auditioning. You know, take Lankershim 101, Chipotle, go home. Uh, But then... The instructor's like, okay, everyone, we're going to have you come up in groups of four. Wait over in that corner. All the dancers, me being one of the dancers, go to that corner. And the corner was the back right corner of the room. There was only one door to this room, and that was the front left. Diagonally across this big, like, gymnasium space. And the auditioners were sitting right by the door. So there was no way out of this room. Like, even though I had complete plans to leave, I would have had to, like, put things in a bag, pick up my bag, walk across alone through (laughs) this space. The sea of dance judgment. And basically admit, like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Saddest. Alone. Or go up in a group and kind of hide the fact that I was a complete fraud. So it was a pick your poison, and which poison did you pick, Socrates? Well, I thought this, at, at some point, maybe this will get around to my marketable skills. It, it didn't. Um, I, I went up, and I, I did really so embarrassingly on the dance that I just stood still through the last, like, four bars, uh, rather than try to improvise something... Or get in anybody's way. Uh, Was it the type of thing where you felt like you were in a nightmare? Did you think you were going to wake up? Because everyone around you was doing perfect pointing and flexing of their feet and was just like jetaying while you were terrorizing. Yeah, and uh, it's not a normal aspect of my nightmare to be dancing with people dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow. But it, it certainly, you know, has the same... The same sweat, at least, when you wake up. Yes. Um, well, needless to say, I hope you, you got the job. Well, seeing as how they, uh, they had a cut that day, and I did not make the cut. Guy from my apartment complex, you live a wonderful existence, and, I mean, at least your days are full. At least. (laughs) At least. How about outside of that? Do you have any other jobs going on or anything interesting well love life we're just we just want to catch up with you before we close the program well one of my uh my greatest achievements of the week 
um, maybe in the past like 18 months yeah. is this week I was not fired from my job at a frozen yogurt store. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, it's, it's kind of like being on Survivor, only uh, uh, more high fructose corn syrup. Right. Uh, they, they just fired three people, some of them much better employees than me. The American Jobs Act not really helping out the, the frozen yogurt industry. Well, I've been trying to make economic sense of it, and I think somehow he gets a tax credit for people that he hires. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And there's no um, disincentive to fire people. Like, he doesn't get punished for firing people. Right, so he could basically be firing, then hiring, and firing, then hiring. And the more people he just hires, hires. Yeah, yeah, he gets the break. He looks like a small business owner that's hired, like, this insane plethora of people. Yeah. Um, what a good guy. Yeah, really. Um, my dentist is calling, but I'll, I'll ignore that call. That probably isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, thank you for filling us in. If we're making any dentist jokes, you, you being as good as puns as you are, I hope, um... You didn't need to do a cavity search to find that one. Um, oh, that was, that was really good how you were able to bridge that there. Thank you. Thank you. Retainers bridge the gap as well. Mm -hmm. um, really incisive coverage that thank you, you have. Thank uh, you. I'm going to have to molar over these puns later. Oh, I don't know if you guys got that, but he said <laughs> molar over. Um, but thank you very much for, uh, for stopping by. And... Um, we look forward to uh, hearing from you more and seeing if anything uh, comes up. And we really do wish you the best of luck because we want, we want to hear great stories from you. Thank you, sir. All right, that's our program. Thank you all so much for checking us out. Uh, we look forward to bringing you many more great shows. Special thanks to our guests today, Troy and Belisario, Natalie and Julie, Guy from my apartment complex. Special thanks to Sammy J for the rhythms. To Bop, as always, thank you, Trent. And uh, we'll see you next time, or you'll hear us next time, on TP with TP, the podcast with Tom Polos. Happy New Year's.